Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to Extra Op number three of Metal Gear Mondays, the Games Club-style podcast where we cover all things Metal Gear from left to right, inside and out, top to bottom. I always mess that up in pseudo-semi-historical, pseudo-recreational order. My brain is broken. Uh, <laughs> this week, we uh, have uh, Sam Wright with us. Uh, and this week, I don't even know when the fuck this episode's coming out, even if it's in October. But I don't give a shit. This week, I'm sponsored by Kit Kat. Very nice. Isaac? <laughs> Oh. Lim is here as well. Hey. Are you going to retort with the retorts that you retorted with yep. last time? I'm going to say right now, Kit Kat sucks. <laughs> Ooh, what the fuck, man? We've uh, we've also got James Reichmuth. Incredible. Kit Kats are they're an okay treat. And we are joined by a very, very special guest, special correspondent to the show, ladies, gentlemen, Shebas and Cats. <laughs> I introduce you to Alice Chang. What's up, guys? Yeah! Oh, hey. It was like so hard to laugh. Not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the summary of this whole podcast. It's so hard to laugh. Yeah, we're very we're so hard to laugh. Here. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So we are. Um, this is the hate uh, is flowing already. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, oh, and I, I forgot to introduce myself. So uh, as always, what? I'm your host, Alessia Summerfield. Oh, what a surprise! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wonder who it is. Golly. Oh, Piece of man. shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sam. So punchy. I'm getting feisty. I'm feeling feisty. I've had a lot of sugar and we stayed up late. Yeah. So for anybody who is listening to, uh, who has listened to Silent Hill 2 and Uzumaki, uh, it, this is the direct sequel to those. Um, so if you will remember, Isaac, uh, Sam, and myself, uh, Eastern time, it was about 3.30 when we finished in the morning. Central time, it was 2.30. Pacific time, Sam was coming in at a nice 12.30. Wow. But, like, but like, I go to bed but at what? But 9. What? Yeah, but what, Sam? <laughs> I go to bed at 9. <laughs> um, so we're real, uh, we've been real sleepy. I feel great. Mm. <laughs> awesome. feel well-rested. Thank you. <laughs> um, Welcome back, James. <laughs> but yeah, so before we get too far along into what this episode is going to entail, um, Alice, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit, telling us uh, how you found the show and how you got into Metal Gear? Um, well, I found the show when I was kind of looking into old nostalgia from my childhood, and I was listening to like a lot of documentaries on Metal Gear at work because my job sucks. Yeah, who works and at work anymore? Anyway, um, <laughs> and then I was kind of, I don't know, I couldn't watch the visuals and I was like, huh, I wonder if there's just like a podcast that exists out there that maybe has like a Metal Gear episode. And oh man, it's almost I as found, if we heard yeah. you years ago. <laughs> yeah, and I found Metal Gear Monday, so I was like, what? How are there like 76 episodes about Metal Gear? Like, how's that possible? And I kind of just started like, binge listening to it um at work on the way home and then basically just was like hey can can a female talk about that because <laughs> there was a lot of dudes. the episode was born yeah yeah there we were all very we were very much he-man woman haters club here for a long time whoa sam whoa. i disagree <laughs> Uh, we are we were the He-Man woman lovers who couldn't Ugh. get a woman on the show to talk to us because we forgot because we were been talking to ourselves for a very long time. So we're rectifying wow. that. that. Sounds psychotic. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you think that sounds psychotic? It does. Yeah, it does. 
I was very alarmed actually when so Alice messaged us um, just to sort of say hey, but to also say like hey, uh, when are you guys going to have a lady on to talk about Metal Gear? And that's when it dawned on me that we had recorded like over a hundred and ten hours of talking with not a single female voice on the show. And I was like, wow, that's ridiculous. Um, and so, uh, on, uh, upon thinking about it, uh, I kind of realized that we have a ton of questions. Um, so that is sort of the main topic of this episode. We are getting a female perspective on Metal Gear, and uh, Alice has been kind enough to join us for this, um, but also join us for some special assignment work. She will be back on some future episodes because she's going to Japan. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um. Yeah, so I'm looking into going to school there next year. Um, and just going to go over, I don't know, I usually go over once a year if I can, but I'm just kind of going over to check out schools and housing and all the crazy fun stuff. Very nice. And uh, I think there will be some special uh, some special Metal Gear related reporting that hopefully will come back yes, as well. So I'm hopefully. very excited about that. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's awesome. Um, speaking of you listening to the show at work, uh, do you feel comfortable telling the insane story that you told me about a very certain episode? Because I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, sure. So, <laughs> I mean, we have offices where you can, you know, I mean, it's kind of boxed in, but I have a the Apple Bluetooth earbuds and sometimes the Bluetooth connection like disconnects and things just start blasting out of my computer. And I was listening to the episode on the Phantom Peen and definitely, <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely some content that like just started blasting out of the speakers and I like shut it down really fast, but like my whole office just got really quiet. Yeah. Like, all the papers stopped rustling. There were no clicks happening on the computer and I just kind of, pretended like nothing happened so that's the best way to do it i don't know i just thought it was funny it was that episode of course i i'd never i'd never considered this before but it it it, it's funny to me that metal gear mondays embarrassed somebody other than us i was trying so hard to like conceal my laughter this would happen and it's not safe for work yeah i really i really wish that i knew like what point it played like out oh, loud God. it's just like it's probably yeah. one of us yelling like pussy really loud. <laughs> it's just sam being like yeah dry it was definitely like a panic-stricken moment of just like oh god what what oh, just shit. happened that's amazing um oh. well, cool yeah so um i Wait. oh go ahead you never told us how you got into Metal Gear. Oh, Isaac coming in with the hard-hitting skirt, questions right off the bat. The Hold on, let me, I'm going to cue some 60 so. Minutes music right here, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I want to know. I had a PS1 in the house. My dad brought one home, and I had started out playing something like, I think it was Tomb Raider was my first video game. And I remember my dad... Uh, playing this video game at one point and he was like super sucking and it was the revolver ocelot battle in the first metal gear classic dad (laughs) and i was like dad what are you doing like you keep blowing up the president with c4 like you're not supposed to shoot that (laughs) like he tells you it's explosive and i remember beating it for him and then just kind of watching him play on and off but i remember i really kind of got hooked when it was right before like the Psycho Manus battle, and he would constantly like skip the cutscene with Meryl being like 
snake. I want you. And like, I never, I would get so pissed because I'm like, dad, why did you skip it? Like, I want to know the story. I never understood why he skipped it. And so I would like sneak playing it from the beginning just to figure out what the hell that scene was that he skipped. <laughs> um, and just kind of fell in love with, I mean, it's the whole like psychomanus aspect just really drew me in. I was like, whoa, what is this guy? And like, it was so kind of creepy and weird and I had never experienced something like that before. So why does he know that I played Castlevania? <laughs> well, it wasn't on there. I don't, no, I I don't know, remember I what he was like scolding me about. Does anybody uh, know if he, uh, does anybody know if he'll call out a dance dance revolution save file? Ooh. Cause it is a Konami game and they did have them on the PS one. So I, I kind of wonder if that exists. Cause it'd be really funny hmm. to hear him just say like, Oh, you like to play dance dance revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember he always said I was reckless because I guess I didn't save a lot. Oh, I do remember that. I, he always cautious. says that. Oh, oh my God. I was a very prudent man. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, every 10 minutes, I was like, oh, shit, I have to save. Um, I think the, the trap door floors in that fucking basement are what hardwired into me, like, save everywhere. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Um, did you fall them down I, them? I did because I, I was dumb. <laughs> How? You just run. I, I was a child. <laughs> you just run. <laughs> Come on! No, man. don't blame don't blame being a child because I never fell down those. Oh no! Wow! <laughs> Just throw me down the hole, aren't you, Sam? Um, Literally and figuratively. Yep. And we talked a lot about jumping into holes last night as well, so mm. it's all coming <laughs> full circle, almost like a spiral, spiral. One might say. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, um, yeah, so um, this episode is going to be a little bit more of a casual kind of conversation. Obviously, um, we want to – we do have like a list of, of questions uh, just to kind of get us started. Um, but I definitely want to keep things conversational and quick. Um, by no means are we um, taking Alice to court or anything. Um, so everybody just have fun. Get loose. Ask questions. Um, and, yeah, we thought it might be fun to record um, and – I don't know. Primarily just to kind of get us started, I, one of the things that I kind of wanted to point out is like, I mean, there are very many reasons why this could be the case, but I, I know we get so few female listener responses that like we kind of call them out when they happen and we get very excited about it. And so one of the questions that I had kind of right off the bat was like, did you ever feel at any point and like this isn't a leading question at all like i, I don't have uh, an opinion on this or like uh i haven't really formulated a ton of thought on this but did you ever feel at any point that like metal gear solid as a game was like not intended for you as an audience member did it ever feel like alienating as like a woman playing i was really thinking about that earlier today and i I'm not sure if it was, like, Kojima's intent to specifically, like, leave the female audience out of it. I It's hard because I was always really attracted to it. I was really attracted to, you know, the depth of the characters and the story and just how everything seemed kind of like a movie. And, and it was really intriguing. I never really thought about it in the form of, like, oh, is this meant for a female? Mm-hmm. Or would it detract from for a female to like it. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's probably also worth uh, asking, because uh, I know uh, wh- whenever I came to this game, I think it was like eight or nine years old, and I think that's most of us except for Isaac and James. So I guess me and Sam, who came to it when it was sort of contemporary. Sam, how old were you? Like, um, I, hmm, I would have been 
Man, fuck if I know. I was like ten. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> no, it, was, yeah. it was it was somewhere like it was like it was like because it came out in what year? Ninety ninety nine. Ninety nine. So I would have been. Um, I mean, I don't mean I don't mean like, to put you on the like spot seven here. Or eight, wow. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Um, so I guess uh, part of part of I think what's probably worth establishing and like Alice, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but I do wonder if us not necessarily thinking about media critically at that time probably has something yeah. to do as well. I was going to say that because yeah, it didn't it didn't occur to me, and it didn't matter that you know the protagonist was male, and most of you know the female characters in it were like. <sighs> I don't know because Sniper Wolf was like super sexy and Meryl was kind of like lovelorn green soldier. I don't know. I feel like she's also Miss New Booty. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you remember, but she's got the wiggly. Oh, the wiggly I totally. Walk. I totally got into that bathroom really quick. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot pantless Meryl. Yes. Yep. 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 Get that. Get that booty. The, a booty to rival snakes. Oh no, a booty to rival Metal Gear. Yeah, no, snake always will have the best yeah the best booty skit uh, nobody has heard it to this point the best booty skit that will ever occur happened on the Uzumaki episode so you guys should dig in for like the greatest two minute opening skit I think that has been recorded to date yeah. Yeah. in the history of booty in the skits. history of Metal Gear oh yeah that too <laughs> uh, but yeah so I feel like I'm monopolizing the floor a little bit uh, does anybody else have any questions to get us get us going um, so I mean, I, I guess the, like following oh. down that that line of thought, you know, because I agree that there is a lot of like when you're a kid, you're not really thinking about these things. As you got older, was there a point where you looked back and, and it changed your perspective on it? Like, do you have a different perspective on it as an adult than you do as a kid, or is, is the nostalgia still a factor? How do you kind of work through that? Oh, all the things. I mean, yeah i I was super passionate about the first four games. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really play Peace Walker. I couldn't get into it, and I really disliked um, Five. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel I, that. Yeah. I played. Was Ground Zeroes the first one? Yeah, the yeah. like shorter one. Yeah, it was. It was like a struggle. Um, I actually wasn't going to buy it at all because I was severely against Kiefer Sutherland. I basically like wrote that man off that. into existence because I was like, how can you not have David Hayter? in it mm-hmm. like I just feel Preach like it. after that I just swore off the series and I, I gave it a shot um, but I just couldn't get into the story I felt like it was something lacking and um, I just couldn't figure out why and especially with um, Peace Walker I couldn't break through that storyline either like it really was disinteresting to me and oh, I think Peace it's Walker's because so I know I know you love it but <laughs> I really felt like in the first couple games there was always this sense of mystery and intrigue and like it yeah. kept you guessing where I feel like Peace Walker and the other two pieces of five were kind of just like really straightforward. Like they followed a pretty standard I feel like A B C D like plot line. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They Follow the man in the mask. Definitely, yeah. They didn't because keep my interest it's and it's um, less intrigue and more like action movie. Um, with like slight Jeez. undertones of what it used to be, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very different. I think uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, because of the lack of cutscenes, uh, definitely feels like uh, a du- like somebody smacking a bunch of action figures together. Oh yeah, like it's like oh, and then Snake and Metal Gear fight each other. Blah, 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 blah. 
I just like, I couldn't care less. And for me, I'm really picky about any kind of media that I indulge in because if it, if it looks beautiful, but the story is crap, I don't care about it. Like I can't force myself to be immersed in something that's not interesting to me. Mm, for um, sure. So, yeah. which is good. Uh, cause uh, why would you put yourself through like 20 or 30 hours of something that you hate? Yeah. We do frequently. Yeah, we. Yeah, I was, <laughs> like, I was like, well, sometimes you have to record a podcast. Yeah. No, for sure. I just mean when you don't have like yeah. self-imposed deadlines. Um, Alice, along those lines, I do want to ask you because I think we are kind of uh, when talking about engagement with a story, it's kind of like a perfect, uh, perfect way to kind of segue into a question that I had, which is, um, how do you feel that like Metal Gear as a game? Um, how does it fare as far as like the portrayal of its female characters? Cause like, I know obviously you talked about sniper wolf being kind of the sexy, like femme fatale. Um, but I always felt like the, the best female character depiction in the, in the game. And like, she was never really sexualized or anything, um, or objectified was the boss. Um, I think the boss is like one of the strongest female characters in games. If I had to put my money down, but I just, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Um, so three was really interesting because, I think while on, I don't know, I really, I love it. It's still not, something about it felt detached for me. I don't know if it's just that I didn't super relate to like the- The uh, X-Men that Snake was fighting? Yeah, (laughs) there was something left to be desired about it. And like, it was cool because it was kind of like vintage and, you know, there were two really strong female characters that were both kind of like- in love with snake. I don't know. I remember when I first played it a long time ago, I wasn't a huge fan of the boss. Um, I felt really kind of hurt because I, you know, you're snake. So you empathize with him going through like, why are you doing this to me? Like, how could you betray like my feelings as snake meaning? So I always felt just really hurt by the boss. And I know in the end, like why? Um, And I think like rewatching some videos on, on three, I really appreciate her more now as, you know, an older woman and kind of seeing her sacrifices. Um, yeah, Al- Alice a, is actually 120 years old, you guys, by the way. <laughs> I am a vampire. She's an uh, ancient woman. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I didn't I don't mean know. to derail you completely. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I appreciate her a lot more now. Uh, as a as a female, I think she's a really interesting character in all the facets that kind of she covers. Be- but I felt like it was definitely weird that she was kind of this like motherly figure, but also like his lover that she like crossed those boundaries. Totally, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, she kind of feels like the most weird. human character that Kojima's ever written. I kind of feel like, like outside of the vocal performance, yeah. if you were to just read everything on paper, um, she feels like the, one of the most fleshed out characters. Um, but that might also be because Kojima dedicated like fucking six games to her story. Yeah. I mean, I wish I kind of would know a little more about her actually, because from not really delving into, you know, Peace Walk and the other games a little bit more. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I wasn't over the moon about her. I was more of like an Eva fan in that game. Uh, I was about to do the uh, the audio, the ocelot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was. Yep, there we go. 
So, so do you find that do you find that um, you have any other of the female characters in the series that you you more identify with or appreciate on a different level than the boss? Like as an example, um, I mean, I kind of always had love for Meryl just because of, at the time I kind of identified with her being younger and just kind of I don't know. The daughter of Matt Campbell. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I just think as a young girl, it, it made sense to me of, of being thrown into this intense situation where you're, like, catching feelings for this guy who's kind of like a badass hero, but you're trying to be tough, you know. Um, that always really stood out to me. I really empathize with her. Like, she clearly just was, like trying so hard to impress him in a way. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of like not letting her know. Uh, I really liked Meryl. Um, I had a huge crush on Sniper Wolf <laughs> for sure. I wasn't a huge fan of like that, like too many of the female characters in two, even though I love two, like two is one of my favorites, but yes. How do you Fuel feel about me. Rose? Rose was so annoying. Yeah. That was her like, purpose, though. That was, I know. That was the point. I know it was, but Rose and I... <laughs> I guess it doesn't, make it, it doesn't make it good, just because it's the point. <laughs> it's just so hard, because, like, as Raiden, I'm just like, oh, please stop calling me. Like, I'm trying to do things here, and you just won't shut up about what day it is. Like, I'm just trying <laughs> hey, to hey, do Alice, my stuff. Hey, Alice, you know what today is? Oh, God. No. Um, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, along the lines of two as well, um, I, I, di- I did have in the document one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is mm-hmm. uh, the sort of bullshit answer that Kojima gives from time to time um, about Raiden, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of the like, oh, we did some focus testing and we felt that like Japanese women would feel more like at ease with like soft boy Raiden as the main character. Um, I don't know if any actual like focus group testing was ever done. I think he was just kind of... Uh, having read a lot about that development time, it seems like he was just kind of lying a lot in interviews and to the company just to kind mm-hmm. of squeeze in random shit. Um, and so I do wonder, like, as a female who enjoys Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, do you, like, do you find Raiden to be any different than any other character? Like, does he feel engineered for women? Like, I, I, like, I don't know what the fuck that even means. Like, um... you, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? So I thought about this a lot, and when I played 2, you have to understand, like, I was traumatized after the Tanker episode because oh, I yeah. thought Snake was dead, and I was like, how the fuck? I remember I had finished the Tanker, and I went out to dinner with my parents, and I was just like, I don't even know if I want to finish this game. <laughs> like, Snake's dead. I was so depressed, and, you know, when I started the plant episode, um, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, who is this guy? Why is he a pussy? Um, <laughs> I just remember being so disgusted that, like, I just wanted to be Snake. You know, like, I wanted to be <laughs> the legendary hero. Just, like, I I was kind of depressed at first. But then as soon as the scene with, um, you know, Vamp in the little room where Pliskin comes in, and I was like, oh, that's that's snake. Like he's not dead. Okay. I can deal with this. Like, I want to see how this plays out. He just shaved. He's fine. Um, yeah, you couldn't tell it was not snake at all. Uh, 
Um, then I felt like invigorated. I was like, okay, who's this riding guy? And there's got to be a purpose. Like I just kind of was like, oh, this is going to be really dope. And and that's when you fell head over heels in love with him, right? Right. I always had a crush on Otacon. So. Very good. good Whoa! Otacon stays let's nasty. Let's not get weird. Uh. <laughs> I liked riding. No, I want to get weird. Whoa. I want to get weird. Otacon gets weird. Otacon's looking for stepmoms. Seriously, <laughs> Otacon gets Otacon's real weird. Dave nasty. Otacon lost some points when he was like going after Naomi, but that's another. Oh no! I um, I hate fan service, but I found myself kind of getting way too invested in that bullshit. <laughs> What do you mean? I was like, she brought it. She she took him back to the helicopter. Oh my god! Like when I played four and uh, Naomi and Otacon hook up, I was like, yes, yes. Oh, I was like, wait. Day and I was like, I want to vomit right now. Like, oh no, yeah. Trust me, I felt both like, of trying to moment. woo Otacon like that Zoe Deschanel wooed Ben Gibbard, but that's a whole other. Whoa, whoa, shots fired. Ah. Um, that's, that's oh a damn, deep cut. Anyway, back to Raiden. Uh, I, I, I do think. Did you say nerds? Did you say nerd? I don't know. I do think there's some kind of magical mysticism around Raiden. I don't know. I do think I liked him as a character, even though I was like in denial for a while. He is very kind of feminine. So he just, in the- he's smooth. He just has like uh, literally no hair because his hair is no, a wig. He's just like a he's a dork, but I mean, something <laughs> captivating about him. Once I got past the fact that Snake wasn't dead, I did start to enjoy kind of playing as him. And I, I don't know if if it's just that he's more attractive to a female player or like what all that craziness is about. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't pay it any credence. I just wanted to throw it out there as like a. Like, let's bust this myth real quick. I don't think two would have been as successful without him. Oh, yeah. I feel like the, Honestly, he's like the full I mean, of like the whole story is just like, oh, look, random guy can be Snake, too. So interesting the way that that plot totally changed around. And I think back and I'm like, well, if Raiden never happened, like, what would that story have looked at? Like, I just don't think it would have been nearly as, as interesting, especially when, you know, Snake kind of uh, is like change sides i don't remember saying i was on here so i was just like oh shit yeah <laughs> i do so the infinite awesome. ammo moment still fucking blows my mind when snake gets oh, like, riding all the equipment the bandana. yeah, oh, yeah and I mean, Raiden's like are you good and he's like oh yeah infinite ammo i was like what the fuck does this mean <laughs> that whole section was very interesting i was just like why does he have to be nude like oh i mean <laughs> i didn't ask myself that i was like he has to be nude but Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so I, I guess these games also kind of handle like sexuality in general, kind of weird. Because like, I mean, we'd kind of mentioned it on the MGS2 season, and I know we bring it up from time to time. The game almost kind of like mockingly talks about Vamp being um, uh, bisexual, like in a sort of a bad way. Um, mm-hmm. And I think based on, I th- I'm trying to remember if it was a listener that brought it to our attention way back when, but there is like a deep cut codec call that kind of implicitly uh, mentions that uh, Fortune's father had a, like a sexual relationship with Vamp. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So like, I feel like the game, I guess it was, I never thought that it was like, I seem to get that call every time I play that game and I never thought that it was a deep cut until you yeah. like, texted me about it. Yeah. I just never realized oh. it. Um, but yeah, so I guess the games also kind of handle sexuality in a weird way as well. 
like I don't think it explicitly is like oh man like is that guy gay like in a in a goofy shitty way but like I feel like the game as it progressed um and Alice and I kind of talked about this um earlier so we had like a preview conversation but one of the things that kind of came up is like uh James and I were talking while James was playing through MGS1 for the first time and we were we were talking about how Snake is super pervy like we had even mentioned I think on the show that Naomi does the whole like oh I'll let you strip search me when we get back and Snake's like <laughs> um that was a great debate but <laughs> it's perfect it's, it's it's almost as if the games cuz like in that moment it's not like the codec itself was like hey let's zoom down and see mm-hmm. Naomi's breasts while she's laughing um the game wasn't necessarily perverse. The characters were being perverse. But then as the games continue, you get to four, you get to five. Like, holy goddamn, you get to five. And it's just like every time there's breasts within 40 miles of the camera, the camera's just like in between them. <laughs> and so like the, I feel like the, the, the game itself became the perverted viewer more than the characters at a certain point. And because even in three, you don't like the camera doesn't focus on Eva's breasts unless you do like the R one, like Snake point of view. Um, so it, it always kind of shunts the perversion onto Snake. But then about midway through the series, like four five Peace Walker, uh, oh god, definitely Peace Walker. Um, the game itself becomes super pervy, and so I, I just found that super interesting. And so I wasn't sure. It's interesting how it maps to uh, you not liking the series as much as it goes further on, Alice. Um, so um, I, I mean, obviously, I don't think correlation is like causation necessarily, but I thought it was an interesting. Yeah, I think maybe it's just like the shift in what was focused on uh, in the stories, or in just the little moments. Like, I remember even just rewatching a few scenes from four. I was like, why did they make such a big deal about Johnny uh, <laughs> and like his weird like poop fetish like I don't know like why that had to be such a strong marker in four when it was such an amazing game like I don't know if they just thought it was like oh comic relief because all the stuff's really heavy but I was like why are you putting why so much focus like on that and then I don't know four, four was an interesting bag but um I don't know personally I didn't find one to have that much like pervy things if anything i felt like it was just kind of like oh flirty and i wish maybe snake would have been more of like i don't know he just seemed kind of like sterile yeah yeah throwing themselves at you and you're just kind of like no i'm good well i mean i guess the nano machines are supposed to suppress his dick or whatever but um, <laughs> <laughs> i love i mean it. i the ED? No, so it's hard. nanomachines. <laughs> Just blame everything on nanomachines. Oh my god. That's what I do. Oh no. <laughs> Sam's at work. Um, They're like, Sam, why didn't you fucking turn in your your assignment? And he's like, nanomachines. And nanomachines. Just walks away. Yes! Oh, I'm gonna start using that. Um, Dude, go for it. You will definitely not be fired. <laughs> <laughs> that much. Sam's like, I've not been living on a couch for the past three months. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I do remember though specifically being like, oh, like, Snake's dad actually is, like, attracted to women, though. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. thinking, like, oh, big boss. <laughs> Whoa, he actually so has, that's like, the big, the big and big boss. So like I if mean, I'm getting so if I'm if I'm summarizing what you said right you just you wish it was more pervy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't think 
more Caribbean. You have to understand something. Like, I grew up with anime where, you know, guys yeah. get nosebleeds when they see a chick. I mean, does that not happen to everybody else on the show? When her skirt is like one centimeter shorter than it should, quote, should be. Right. Or she's like leaning over and there's cleavage and he's just like squirting blood everywhere. I mean, I think. Yeah. Lopina is like the perfect oh example. My God. But- <laughs> oh my okay. you, you can't forget. You can't forget Tenchi. It's like What's any that? of those, like, like Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi Universe, Tenchi, oh, wow. Tenchi in Space. Totally it's that. like all those harem are anime are just like very like. There's a fucking genre that's just like a dude lives with thirty seven women. Whoa. Oh God. You know, it's such. It was such a part of like my understanding of the Japanese culture that I don't think I really thought about it like being older now and of course like with all the things coming up politically of course you look back on a lot of things different um but at the time i kind of was just like oh like it's japanese so this is kind of this is how it goes you know (laughs) um uh so yeah in a way i wasn't personally like oh god why are these guys making this so gross and like why are we you know our or two are wanting onto Eva's boobs all the time. Like I didn't really question it. Uh, I get that. Sorry if that wasn't like the. No, no, no. What? What do you mean? You didn't. You didn't split <laughs> my brain open with some crazy insight. How dare you get off this podcast? I guess it did get worse, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's just because four is so fan servicey that, like, unfortunately, fan service oh. like equals. Yeah, but dog. I, I do wonder too how much it was like due to like the art style getting like better as technology got better because I, I, f- I feel like there were some of this even early on where like the camera would linger in certain areas um, even with like barrel and things I might be misremembering but um, I feel like it's always been not necessarily like it's definitely like shifted from like being character focused to being like camera focused because uh, as the series continues <laughs> there's no characters but <laughs> I do feel that the it's camera's like also always kind of been weird, so I do wonder if like it's just more noticeable now because the art style's gotten so much more realistic over the years. Yeah, that's that's a good point you brought up because I was noticing like the the Beauty and the Beast unit today, and I remember when I originally played it, I was just like, whoa, like they're, you know, uh rendering is so incredible like i can see the sheen on their uniform and i was just so blown away by the the quality of how far it had progressed as like um i don't know visuals Mm -hmm. and i remember watching it today and i was like oh god this is disturbing like it's like a latex i'm uncomfortable um i mean i don't have any problem with stuff like that i for sure you know i shoot models in a lot of i've been in industries where you know, they shoot things like that. I don't, I don't, not bothered by like rubber suits, but it's just that. Whoa, 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 hold on. Oh, hold on. In, what in, industry <laughs> involves rubber suits that you're in? No, I'm, like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Modeling. Um, you shoot people? Was, yes. <laughs> uh, with a camera. Um, <laughs> oh, Pokemon Snap. I get it. Okay. No, uh, like Fatal Frame in there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. You do that for a yeah, living? Yeah, no, even no, better. No, Fatal Frame. Oh, so that would good. be sweet. No, I'd probably get it. Um, I'm a ghost hunter. It was just more disturbing, I guess, seeing it now because of how, like, just, it didn't make sense. Like, the visuals weren't making sense with the immense trauma that they were suffering through. It made it really unsettling for me, Mm -hmm. especially in the way that some of them fall. I'm like, whoa, that angle is not okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
that was a little weird. It does, it, it does kind of bring the question too, like who's the guy sitting there at Konami who's just like spending weeks of his life making sure that the glisten on her skin is perfect. I imagine that it's like a programmer and then Kojima's right near his shoulder watching. And just breathing heavily in onto his out. neck. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Hideo great. Kojima has like a leg- like he had a direct line to that the graphics department there. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's very troubling i think i I, I do generally though jokes aside wonder how much of that is like his direction versus like people just running with it and it just kind of being what it is yeah yeah i don't know i mean so kojima on record has said that james bond is the uh, pinnacle male specimen (laughs) so what a dumb point (laughs) (laughs) but can i ask you guys a question yeah absolutely go for it please so what did you all think of the choice of making kind of all of the the enemies in four female where like all the you know oh the, all the bosses well and the the uh oh the frog the, frogs the, the frogs yeah were female and i kind of totally forgot about that and i was like whoa that's kind of cool but at the same time i'm like oh damn that kind of sucks because they're just killing off a bunch of, <laughs> of women yeah, it's like the uh, it's the Resident Evil Five conundrum where it's like, oh, that's cool, new location. Wait a minute, we're only killing black people. This is, feels very weird. Oh yeah, that was bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I, I played was like, Five. This isn't okay. Yeah, like at first I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool new location, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm committing genocide as a bulky white man. This is fucked oh. up. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I, I you literally just brought it to my attention. I did not. I guess because my brain always focuses on like the 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 cannon fodder baddies like the sort of terrorist the big, random yeah. scrub dudes right. that i i completely forgot that like most of the big bads other than ocelot are ladies because even naomi like in her weird double crossing i didn't double cross or whatever um is also kind of lumped in with them so it's like you get vamp you get ocelot but then every other boss is a woman um hmm. i didn't even think about that that's interesting i didn't even realize that either I was a little upset about how they were all cannibals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, their stories. It's because they're women. All women are cannibals, right? (sighs) Yes. I mean, when he was (laughs) he how the one was like grabbing ravens and like ripping their heads off or whatever. I was like, can you grab a raven? (laughs) Like I like was like fact checking him. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it works that way. their you, stories were a little you, bit of a stretch. You can you can befriend a raven and then betray a raven, but I don't think you could just grab a raven. You can quote well, the I raven as well. Like the story that she, you know, when the ravens were eating everybody, she like whatever she killed them instead. And I was like, they probably would have just flown away. Like I don't think that's possible. Yeah. Anyway, James looks like he's getting ready to say something. No. Oh, okay. Just you looked very like it was like there was like a wind up coming. I was like, "Whoa!" No, I was, I was, I was laughing. I think the idea because it is ridiculous wanna, the idea of just grabbing a fucking raven out of the air like yeah. that. It's, it's goofy. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was in the the content. So it probably it was. was. Probably it's Drebin talking about. I don't think you can. Was just lying about everything. Yeah. yeah. The welcome to the metal game. We have one. There's there are three black people. Period, and then a yeah. bunch of ladies are getting murdered. Yeah, can we talk about that? Like, I know it's not female-based, but I was like, why do all 
the black characters have to either die or they get really screwed or not enough screen time. Or they're all Let related. Let me tell you, I related. don't know. <laughs> so, like, so frustrating. Fortune, Fortune's related to Scott Dolph, who's also black, right. so we got that connection. And then Sigint, you're like, oh man, Sigint and Darpa Chief, we have two different characters. No, they're the same fucking character. Yep. Yeah. And then you have Drebin, and then you have Peter Stillman, and I'm pretty sure that's all the black people in all of Metal Gear. Yeah. Other than the little kids wow. in five, was Gray right. Fox black? Gray Fox is not. If you look at his profile, his character profile in um, the original Metal Gear games, he's just like a little, like a little white character sprite. I think okay. he has white hair. I wasn't sure. And he's like super white in the like yeah. portable games. He's like oh, ultra white. He's albino <laughs> white. That does. Suck. Well, well like, I guess Phil Lamar like platinum hair. Doesn't Phil Lamar voice him in the? Um, in Twin Snakes, I think. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was going to say, that might be the confusion, because Phil Lamar is a black man. Oh. Yeah, I've never... Looking for, looking for representation for myself in Metal Gear has not been the best the best place to go. You know, black people, gay people. Oh, right? there's the there's the one guy... What's his name? Kevin, in uh, Rising. Oh, yeah, in Rising. Yeah, yeah. so we get, uh, we get hip, oh. urban Kevin. Yeah. I totally forgot about that game. Oh, no. <laughs> That game's also like three dollars right now. I think it's on not, Steam or something. I mean, you know what? I bought that at full price. That pisses me off hey, so I, bad. I did too. It's a wonderful game. <laughs> but yeah, they don't have a very good track record. But I think, unfortunately, that is definitely a byproduct of it being sort of a Japanese developed game. Because I feel like even in anime and yeah. manga, it's like there's always like the one token black guy. Um, I know. Which I just don't is unfortunate. Yeah, I know why, but it's just so like really, guys. Yeah, it doesn't make it better. Yeah, just because we know why. I guess it's kind of like the it was done on purpose. Rose is supposed to be annoying. Like it doesn't make it better because we know. Mm. But was Rose's whole thing like real though? Into I keep. Yeah, that's the sort of it's up to. uh, I think originally, the ending of two was supposed to be way more ambiguous intentionally because Kojima quote-unquote wanted to end the series there um but i think because of four she 100 percent has to be real unfortunately oh i meant just like the dialogue in the portion of the game like i know she existed and was with jack but i guess i was just wondering if it was like an artificial for just the content of like big show Oh, I see what you're saying. Like she, yeah. like she was artificially speaking. Yeah, because um, I think it's pretty implied she starts speaking as the AI towards mm-hmm. the end. I was wondering about so, that today. Yeah, and then the classic line from the Colonel: "It's walking past Rose's room, and I saw a man leaving." Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I, yeah, very good. Um, it was himself. <laughs> it was. Oh my God, you're totally right. I mean it. Oh Jesus, oh, I forgot Perfect about that. Fucking pretty boy Roy. Ew. Yeah, that's gross. Um, I'm trying to think. Isaac, do you have any questions? I feel like you're being classically, classically uh, trained. Somber. I, yeah, classically trained. Classically <laughs> trained in the arts. No, I was just I was gonna add on to that is um, maybe not in video games, but in movies, definitely um, Asian people have that sort of are portrayed. A certain way too so it's not i feel like it happens with pretty much every race mm-hmm. if you will um which kind of sucks but um i guess 
I don't, I don't, I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> Do you guys think that? Because um, I, so I've noticed this about um, anime and and manga and video games as well. I think every character is supposed to be Asian, but they're but not. They're not. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is weird. So Snake, I know, is half Japanese, half American, and uh, somebody brought this up on Twitter today. So I'm going to have to say it again. God damn these half Japanese snakes! They do it to me every time. Mm. Um, but um, <laughs> I don't. It's weird to me because, especially like even in manga that's explicitly in Japan. Like if you look at like uh, Gantz, um, which I know is probably not mm. the most progressive gender politic uh, manga to be talking about on this episode in particular. Um, the characters are all Japanese, and it and it takes place in Japan, but they all look very like, right? Just generic white dude or whatever. So it's yeah. interesting. Like so they I all have anime eyes, but like eyes. they're kind of they're not very Asian looking ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's my just like one comment of my Japanese animes kind of goes <laughs> to video games too because I can't think of an actual video game uh, in recent times that really had. Asian characters? I don't know. Yeah, the I only thing I can think of is Shenmue. That weren't, like, obvious. Were you about to say Shenmue, right, Isaac? To... Yeah. <laughs> Where literally the whole cast is Japanese? Or Chinese? Yeah. But it's, like, strictly, like, they look the part. But for sure. To, to their fault. You painfully know, they, so. Yeah, painfully. <laughs> no, not because they're Asian, but because the fucking character models are ugly. Yeah. Little box faces. Oh, no. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Not to like derail the whole. Uh, Isaac's always got to make it about him. Subject. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. I will say we talked about it last time. Uh, Uzumaki, I think, did a pretty good job. I think some people, some of the characters in that manga look pretty Asian. Um. But That's it's true. it's it's like barely though. It's vaguely Asian. My favorite phrase. But yeah, vaguely. that's the thing. Vaguely Asian. <laughs> But, like, I guess how do you um, draw an Asian person without <laughs> being, like... James is cupping oh, his racist. face in his hands right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like in, like, the Final Fantasies, they're pretty Asian-looking. Mm-hmm. Also, Link from The Legend of Zelda, especially in Twilight oh, yeah. Princess, looks fucking hyper-Asian. Mm-hmm. These, these combinations of words with Asian are starting to sound funny. <laughs> Hyper Asian. I'm a hyper Asian. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. So that was our little side tangent. That's oh, our 15 minutes on Asians. Good God. Uh, uh, Sam, could I you put 15 minutes about... on the table? I want to talk about Italians real quick. No, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I want to. I want to talk about best boy, our friend and yours, Hal Emmerich, for a minute. Oh God bless. Oh. Yes, I will just talk about Otacon all night yeah. long. Okay. Well, so, because you said that you had a crush on Otacon, right? Oh, my God, can you yes. Tell, can you tell me more about that, please? Why? <laughs> because I... Just because all of it. I Just tell me all is, of it. I think it's precious, and I love it, and it's the most pure thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know. I mean, I just... I always felt really... Uh, he's, like, the most tragic character in the whole series, like, I felt so, like, he was just such a dear, and, like, he was this super sweet guy who just wanted to create things for the the better good, and everything he, he built or worked on, like, backfired on him. Every single person he loved either died or, like, sort of betrayed him or did weird things to him, 
Um, I just, I, my heart like aches for him. I'm just like, why can't this guy catch a break? He's so sweet. I mean, I'm glad at least he had Snake. Yeah, we get, we get those two dads. We get Otacon and Snake forever at the end of four. Yeah. Dad, like dad, double the, dad. the best video game for romance ever. Mm. I want to play, I wanna play I like just, a housekeeping simulator where you get to be Sunny in your double dad household with just those two boys. <laughs> oh, they could be the cutest gay couple. Uh, could be. I don't I'm know sure, what you're talking I'm about. I'm sure there were some yaoi fan fictions about that. Oh, I'm I sure. can, uh, based on our fan fiction episode, I can confirm that there is volumes <laughs> of. Yeah, I knew it. Let's be real here. Um. He is like a shockingly like tragic character, though. Like especially because one of the things that we that we have on like our kind of list here is talking about the relationship that he had with Emma, and then also his stepmother, Emma's mom. And your 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 note on that is very telling. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just remember being really shocked that that was a part of the story because I felt like at the time that was really a dark place to go. And oh yeah. I remember I didn't believe it the first time I heard it. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, excuse me, what? Uh, well, the fact that it led like his dad committing suicide and you know, Emma ran away. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I remember thinking back when I originally played it, I interpreted it as that like he was molested by his mother yeah, that's or how I said it too. I know that we joke a lot about it. it, where we're like, "Oh, he hooked up with an older lady," which is kind of unfortunately. I feel like that's also like the way that Western culture in general kind of portrays. Like whenever it's like, "Oh, this teacher slept with her student," everybody's like, "Oh man, that lucky guy," and it's yeah. like, no, like that. It's very real. Like it, like that sucks. Um, so yeah, thank you for thank you for mentioning that. I mean, that's just how I interpret it. I don't know if that's how it was supposed to have been translated or interpreted, but to me, I was just like, wow, this guy's life has been totally just, like, pain. Uh, poor Hal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the moment with him in the parrot when he's covered in blood. Uh, oh, my God. Too, like, dude, holy shit, that still, like, tears a hole in my heart. I was crying. Yeah. Also, can we talk that about how literally every crazy. single game... Every, like, one, two, and four, every game that Otacon is in as part of the main story, uh, he has a love interest who then dies. Yeah. Which sucks. Or a loved one that dies. Loved one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wasn't really, what, yeah Emma sorry. wasn't a love interest. <laughs> you know, yeah, my bad. Uh, poor. Somebody that he cares about. <laughs> poor framing. Not horrifically. Right. Yeah, it's just, I, I really feel like he's, like, the most tragic character. He's so fragile. Like, Snake is strong. He's a badass. Yeah. So you're like, whatever. Like, this shit keeps happening to Snake, but he's going to be fine. Whereas Otacon, I'm always just like, are you okay, buddy? Like, <laughs> yeah. I got you. Otacon's like a, such... Otacons are our very best soft boy. I, I really wish... Um, I don't know if anybody's played Final Fantasy VI, who's on this podcast right now, but, like, uh, in that game, course. I feel like it happens very frequently where they're like, let's check in on Narsh. Let's uh, let's go back to Narsh and see how everybody's doing in that town. I really wish that every Metal Gear was like, let's do a quick checkup on Otacon for 15 minutes. Yeah, you need like a, like a well-being check on Otacon. Yeah, can like we get like just a quick cutscene of like how he's how he's doing? I like that he had a lot more screen time in 4. I was like, oh yeah. yeah his fashion's on point, by the way. Anytime. That turtleneck's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's super trendy in 4. 
Yeah, he's got that. He's yeah, got he's that got like, uh, Mac Pro. He's got that Zone of the Enders wallpaper. He's got that turtleneck mm-hmm. sweater. I was like, I'm all about. He's got this. those like chic glasses. Like he's doing good for himself. Man. He's doing things. He's, I was not happy bad. about. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, go for it. I was not happy about Naomi telling him to take his glasses off. I was like, just no, accept him. Don't. Yeah, don't make him take his glasses off. That's iconic. I know. Wait, but do you guys do things with glasses on? Because I find it very troublesome. Like, <laughs> why you're gonna break your glasses? Why would you do that? That's a video game, Alessio. <laughs> and also sometimes. All right. Depends on depends on what's going on. That's no. interesting. That's fair. Uh, on that, let's I'm just let's sit on that so for a sorry. second. Let's just pregnant yeah, let's pause hang on that in the for, air. Mm. 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 James, do you find Otacon to be an attractive man? Hey, he's a good-looking boy. He's, uh... Aww. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. To, to quote the T-1000, this is a really good-looking boy. Do you mind if I keep this Mind picture? if I keep this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to quote a literal robot when I said that. <laughs> uh, what have I become? You, uh, you can't pass the CAPTCHA test, because you are can't. a robot. I'm not a robot. Oh, my God. Very nice. Uh, does anybody have any other Al- Alice do you have any question? Any additional questions for us because right now the, the ratio is like 17 to 1 uh, I want to know how you, I mean I know you love the boss but I was wondering what are some of your favorite female characters or like how you felt about female representation in the series oh that's awesome in Good general question. Isaac yeah. start us off Woo, buddy gotcha. let me just <laughs> tell you um I think in terms of the the way that they're portrayed is um, kind of skirting the line, but I, I can understand like uh, the culture of it and whatnot, and how. I mean, I don't want to say Jap- that's Japanese culture for you, but I don't. I Whoa, mean, it- Isaac's throwing bows from Malaysia. He's like, "Fuck those Japanese." <laughs> 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 um, no, I don't know. I because mean, like you, you see stuff happening like uh, all these crazy Japanese things and people are just like oh that's just Japan for you um so I don't know enough about Japanese culture to be like oh yeah that's kind of normal in terms of how um they're portrayed over there to to how did you feel though Isaac I thought it was (laughs) it was a little much (laughs) just a little do you have any favorite uh, ladies? Do you have any favorite ladies of Metal Gear? Oh man, favorite ladies. Um, uh, take your time. <laughs> Isaac hates <laughs> women. <laughs> Isaac's like, I actually have zero. I have no favorite women. Period. <laughs> Yikes! Hard I'm stop. trying to think of. Hey. I thought you big mama, Isaac. Oh, Ooh. Isaac needs a big mama. Oh sh- shoot. I love. Were you like mama. fanboying over I, Big Mama on an I episode do, yeah. recently? I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's the coat. Let's be real, guys. It's the coat. <laughs> oh no, oh. Alice is dead. <laughs> Did we kill Alice. No. <laughs> Great, thanks, guys. That was her speaking from the All grave. Right. Yeah, I'm dead now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope that when I die, there's a Google Hangout hang-up sound. Just in general, like no matter where I die, <laughs> oh, it's just like a meow. <laughs> It's like the codec <laughs> So I'm not gonna lie. Whenever you guys are like, so do you have any? Um, <laughs> you, you're like pause <laughs> no. instantly. 
No. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no. I was just thinking of, like, all of I the... I said, um... don't you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will come through this microphone. Oh, so no. God. I want to see, like, a knockdown drag-out fight between Alice and Isaac and <laughs> Just like, don't you it'll do it. Like, it'll just be, like, baby whisper punches. <laughs> no. so quiet. Yeah, very, very, very soft. A very soft fight. <laughs> no, it'll be a silent Aww. fight. What I was going like... to say was that <laughs> when you asked... Women. What? <laughs> Isaac, like, hates women. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the takeaway I, I got from this episode. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, put, put so, it'll be the description. It'll so be the description on Spotify. It'll just say, on yeah, this episode, um, Isaac hates women. <laughs> If you go to bit.ly slash MGN store, you can purchase the Isaac Hayes Women T-shirt. It's still the same smiling face from the fumbling in the dark, though. <laughs> but it just says Isaac Can you Hates put that on a T-shirt? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Isaac Hayes Anyway. Okay, anyway. So what what I were will, you actually going to say, Isaac? I was going to oh. say... Isaac's like, the, for real, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, this is going to be anticlimactic. Um, when you asked me that, like, if I had any, um, favorite characters, <laughs> all that flashed in my head was all the cleavage of all the, <laughs> all of the bosses. <laughs> Isaac. Because they all, every single Isaac's boss. secretly the perviest co-host on the show? All of the bosses, when you fight them... <laughs> Just immediately saw a montage in his mind. It's like, what? You, <laughs> See what I mean? Wow. James, you're in it. Wow. No, like, no, I don't that's know what, what any you of their did. That's not what like. I did. Let's get this straight. Whoa! Yikes! Jeez! I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to be real with y'all. <laughs> Isaac's this is a lot. Instead of Mike, it's Mike and it's uh, Mike and yikes! At. <laughs> <laughs> yikes! Ooh, but boy. yeah, um, so so based on your rubric, which one did you land on? <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna go which, with this. Which cause... tits top? The top <laughs> <laughs> Let's do top five, bottom five cleavage from Isaac. <laughs> Who wore it best? <laughs> God damn it, Isaac. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're gonna move. Can we get a cleavage this. T-shirt? Like we should just make a T-shirt for the store. It's just, it's just everybody has cleavage. Can it be Isaac's wear. cleavage? Can we make yeah. that happen? Sure, let's can we, like, do put it. Isaac in a revealing shirt. God, I hope that people get through the first forty-five minutes so they can get to the delirious like joke oh, explosion yeah. at the end. Guys, I'll do mine. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Sam. Jesus Christ. Um. So, spe- like, speaking of Big Mama, I think I think. Ooh, tell me more. Um, Eva. Is actually one of, like a, I'm a favorite. Like we've we've said a lot. We've said a lot, um, almost as much as we can say about the boss over the course of this podcast. Um, and I love the boss, but I think Eva is in a different way a very strong character because we were talking about how a lot of the female characters kind of get sexualized or minimized. Um, and I think Eva, she definitely doesn't get minimized, but she does get sexualized. But I think. It's on. It's almost on her terms a little bit. Like it's, it's like one of the weapons she uses a little bit because she's yeah. a spy. I like agree. She does. That. She does that stuff, and then she winds up in the end getting it over, getting one over on Snake, and everybody. getting one over on fucking everybody. Yeah. So I think I think I think a lot of people. I don't think people appreciate that about her enough. And then, of course, in four, she comes back as Big Mama, and Big Mama's 
excellent. And we're in Big Mama's house for for part of it. Yeah, constantly in Big Mama's house. Always, always being in Big Mama's house. So I like Eva quite a bit, um, and also I, you know, like like Alice. I have a, an appreciation for the for the OG Meryl. So for the Silverberg. Yeah. yeah, for that Silverberg. Very nice, James. Do you have a favorite? Even though you're only, I think. Yeah, Your exposure so, is like pause and quiet. Check, check a look. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten to experience any. I've been in the back half of the the equation where shit's not great. I, I was thinking about something during this podcast though that I'm irritated about. I, I, I was thinking a lot about the boss, right? And like, I think she's great in three. Good character, good stuff. But then, like, she becomes this like tropey plot device that I feel like I see in every story now, where it's like man's anger and pain is all tied up in this one woman who scorned him. I can't get past it. And it's like, that sucks. Because she could have been, like, cool for multiple times. But she was cool once, and then they were like, and now you're a plot device for Big Boss to be a dick. Yeah, she becomes kind of like a semi-religious figure. Totally. I feel like afterwards. Yeah. But it's not just Boss. It's kind of funny. If you think about it, it's her, the reverence for her and the interpretation of that reverence is the fucking main conflict between Zero and Boss. True. So it's two different yeah. men interpreting yeah. her scorn differently, hating each other. Mm-hmm. Which weird. I still, to this day, even if you don't play all of the games, I still think one of the coolest things about it is the huge fucking 30-year story that Kojima is telling is just two dudes having a falling out because one of them thinks Mom liked him better. It's crazy. It's like that's the whole fucking story of all of it. It's it's a real Helena Troy situation. But no, I think yeah. that's a fair read. I think uh, yeah, Kojima kind of squandered a really good character and yeah. then used her as like a shitty writing. And then device. he just stopped writing female characters after that. He yeah. was just like I'm done. Right, like literally, like he put Quiet in a video game. Yeah. And, well, Quiet and did is not write her. Yeah, character. Quiet is arguably just literally breasts with a yeah. sniper rifle mm-hmm. who doesn't speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's crazy. Which is unfortunate. It's crazy. Um, yeah, mechanically, Quiet's great. Mechanically, Quiet's great. <laughs> every other and aspect is like awful. Quiet has like a couple, not even a handful, like literally two really great moments. It's like, why couldn't you have just stretch that out into a full character instead of giving me a glimpse into a, a story of a fucking hardened war criminal, war criminal soldier? Yeah. It's also weird considering that Peace Walker and in 5... Um, all of the female soldiers that you can recruit, um, you fucking count them on one hand, how many yeah. you encounter. And then when you do recruit them, Miller does his little, like, nice. Oh, yeah, Miller's a creep. Miller's, like, oh, Miller's got a lot of creepy shit baggage in his yeah. little satchel. He's got shit bags. So, James, is that your was, answer? It was just the, the memory of the boss? Yeah, I mean, I, no, I, I, mean, I like Eva. Yeah. Why know of Eva? Nice. <laughs> Eva's my answer. Yeah, also, but Alex, do you have enough experience with? Well, well, I want to. I want to hear Alessio's answer that isn't the boss because we know oh, Alessio's yeah. no, answer is the boss. Um, <laughs> but do you have enough experience with like Peace Walker and like Ground Zeroes to like, have an opinion about Miller? <laughs> I really don't. I would feel unqualified. No, you have the comment. you have the best view of Miller, which is his untarnished Metal Gear Solid One doppelganger version. Yeah. Do you like my sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, Lesia, what do you got aside from aside from the boss? Yeah, so mine are actually um, the potential for characters. 
uh, is kind of the it's answer. Rose. No, <laughs> oh god. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, Strange Love and Amanda. Um, mm. I really like. I specifically, I really like Amanda a lot. I think, unfortunately, in Peace Walker, Amanda gets maybe like two or three of those cutscenes, and then she gets a couple voice lines over the codec. And then for all intents and purposes, like it's just people talking about Amanda. Yeah. And then she's gone. Um, but I do really like her plot arc where she's like the daughter of this like freedom fighter guy. And then when he dies, she kind of has to take up his mantle. And her whole mini plot arc is like, how do I get the soldiers yeah. to stop referring to me as like a little sister? And how do I get them to respect That's me? That's a cool story. And it was cool to see her kind of become respected um, and then become almost like an equal with yeah. Snake. Um, and I wish that we could have had more time with her. Like, I wish that, um, I mean, she clearly still exists. She in, definitely still exists. In Peace Walker, in, uh, excuse me, Ground Zeroes and Five. Yep. Um, uh, but they just kind of skirt past it and don't yeah. give a shit to do anything with her. Uh, but yeah, so I'd give it to Amanda. Strange Love's really cool too, but Strange Love's also very weird, where she's like less fleshed out than any other character. Totally. And she's tied so directly to Boss that it's hard to kind of make her 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 own person and and they do kind of the same thing with amanda where like she's there and then like they just kind of toss her aside and don't finish the fight one strange love is very explicitly uh if not a lesbian she's definitely bisexual Mm -hmm. um and and they kind of play that up too it's kind of like oh isn't she weird and then they're like let's get rid of this freak and it's like okay so that sucks um but i i really enjoyed um strange love's like fascination with the boss as kind of like a analogy or like a vehicle to kind of like also be the fascination that the players kind of have with the boss um and uh and yeah i don't know i thought strange love was cool again i just think strange love and amanda really could have been useful in five um but they weren't used so that sucks Hmm. it's kind of weird though that she was like feeling up pause i know yeah so that's what i mean that's what i mean is like the the pause thing and then the uh, what's her name camille what's her is that yeah camille um, Cecile. Uh, Cecile. Cecile. That's what I meant. Wow. Um, yeah, Cecile does this uh, does the thing too, where she says that like Strange Love kind of like groped her when she was yeah. bathing her. So like that yeah. sucks. But that's what I mean is like they're like, oh, she's bisexual. She has to be a pervert. Yep. And it's like, yeah. okay, great, thank you. Anyway, so but that's yeah the the potential for those two characters I think would have been cool to see them articulated. But then again, who knows? Maybe they would have fucked up, fucked them up. So, Sam, did you have another question? That, but you you started to set up a question, and then you ricocheted to me, and then you threw it away. Uh, no, I asked. I want to know about Miller and. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, sorry. Alessio. Sorry, my mind's broken. It's been too long. I got I got my shit together. I, man. I like it. Um, Alice, was there anything else that you wanted to that you wanted to throw out to the discussion world? Hmm. Not even like yeah. questions for us, but like even yeah, just, just like, like anything. You want to make any comments about literally anything? <laughs> um, you have to make yeah, up for a hundred and thirty-five hours without a lady, and it all rests <laughs> oh, on you man. to represent all women everywhere. Oh, don't do that! To I'm her. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on, sarcasm. God damn it! Yeah, so I've been sitting here, kind of wondering, and it's hard to ever possibly know or guess, but. How do you think Kojima or the writing team kind of feels about women in the way that they've portrayed them throughout the series? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. The big answer. We're going to lose listeners over this. 
No, yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm no. kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. So no, 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 no. We're gonna lose we, we, listeners we over my over my flammatory response that I'm about to have about the writing team. Do you have a flammatory uh-huh. response? I'm just like very. I am very convinced that like so the writing team, quote unquote, is literally like Kojima, one other dude, yeah. and then one other dude. Yeah. And like I do not think that they have like uh, positive uh, diversity in mind right. ever. I think when it's clear that anything. they don't. Yeah. And it's one thing to be like, they don't have it in mind. It's another thing that like, I do think that they like weaponize, uh, female sexuality literally with the B and B unit. Um, and I do think that they, other than like, I don't know who is the fucking ghost writer who showed up for three and just like (laughs) knocked it way the fuck out of the park. Um, Mm. but like three, I think introduced all of the strongest female characters and then after that, it was like Kojima's like, oh, I forgot. They're actually just like tits that hold weapons. My bad. Let me go back to that. I even think like to go to the, I think even like paramedic, even like on. The oh, I forgot about her. I completely forgot about was, her. She's great. Yeah. It was like, I think probably the strongest, um, like quote, save support character that they had on the codec. Yeah. Mei Ling, unfortunately, falls into both uh, racial and gender uh, stereotypes. <laughs> Oh, oh there's our Asian character. Holy shit, Isaac, there's your answer. Boom. Mei-Ling. We forgot about Mei Ling. <laughs> wow. But she, pilots, right. she, she, she pilots a fucking boat in four. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alice yeah. did not forget about me. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> wow, that was great. The mission accomplished banners behind Isaac <laughs> yeah. right now. Isaac like, just really? walked in <laughs> like that kid on that YouTube video where he's just like, we did it. He's still in boob land. He's just yeah. Isaac's box. either asleep Look, or he's looking at breasts. <laughs> I just want to clear something up. I, <laughs> I don't think this way. It was just the first thought that came into my head, and it quickly oh, went away. Isaac, how large are the pair of breasts you're looking at right now? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. Okay? <laughs> That's suspicious. Isaac's playing Dead or Alive right now. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, so that's my answer. I don't. I don't think they give a shit. Um, and that isn't to say that like that. I don't. I don't think they're actively being malicious. Like I don't think they're like, oh fuck women, let's put them in these I, situations. But I do think like them not giving a fuck. I was gonna say is, I don't think they're being actively problem. malicious because they just think this is how it is. Like he yeah. idolizes James Bond and that type of shit. Like. This is, he, he he has his idea of what women exist to serve, and he writes them like that. At least in this medium, yeah. Like who knows? Like Death Stranding could come out, and we're totally. like, "Holy shit, this is phenomenal!" Totally. And I, and I don't necessarily think that's indicative of like who he might be in his personal life either. Like we don't know that, but I think the way that he writes women and the things that he's cited as influences paint a very clear picture. Yeah. Again, at least in the spy genre yeah. that he's going for, you have to be careful what you mimic. Because then you run the risk of becoming the thing that you're mimicking. Mm. Wow, it's real. it's real. It's true though. Uh, like if you, if you, if you, you're a, I shivered. If you're a wolf in sheep's clothing for too long, like you eventually kind of become a fucking sheep. Uh, Oof. Heavy. Do you kind of have this, this, the same feeling about the writing, Alice, or do you have like a? I mean, I'm just kind of wondering about it myself because I do feel like, on some level, the certain characters are represented well as females, Mm -hmm. meaning that kind of like the thing I said about Meryl kind of being the, you know, character who's like longing for that 
romantic connection, but she's green and like trying to like be tough for him to impress him. Like, I feel like that was kind of well thought out. And I think there are certain female characters that are super interesting where like they didn't have to make them that interesting. Like Emma, yeah, she's kind of annoying, but she's also a programmer, which at the time I feel like there probably weren't a lot of Mm -hmm. like females who were in that kind of world. So I feel like that was an interesting choice. And the fact that like fortune was black, but she was this really badass Mm -hmm. kind of soldier who had this special ability to air quotes. Just deflect. Yeah. I don't know. I I think as much as maybe he does like over sexualize, there are some pretty solid, um, I see what you did there. Choices that were being made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think that's an interesting point too. Is like there, there is kind of this decline over time. Like as he got into like Ground Zeroes and Five, like he's painted with very general strokes. But he did at one point or another, like right. Well, even characters. even pause. I think in, in Ground Zeroes, absolutely is there is nuance to that depiction, right? Um, and she's not sexualized. She she's she's pitied. I think too much in five, um, specifically with like the weird side content. Yeah, where it's like, oh, look at this frail, vulnerable, oh, yeah. mentally unhinged female character. But um, I do think um, I don't know. Just in general, I'm sure that uh, let's be real here. I think it's not even just cultural. Cultural. I think it's generational. Because one of the things that I think we kind of keep forgetting and we and we kind of skirt around is like Kojima's pushing like sixty totally. almost. Um, which is crazy. He yeah, does which not is, look that old. Yeah, which he was, he was raised in a different culture in a different time period. You know what like, they say? Tony. You know what they say? Asian don't raisin. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my Whoa! God. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, you know, you know how they say black don't crack. I was doing a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, the thing that I was going to say too, though, <laughs> I'm so sorry. If, if you notice, if you notice on this podcast, it, 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 if it sounds like we're oscillating back and forth between different opinions, and we're kind of like saying something very definitely, and then kind of walking it back five minutes later, it's because a lot of this stuff is like it's nuanced, even though it feels hastily put together. Um, yeah. it is a nuanced thing. And so one of the big problems that we kind of run into, at least I run into is like in trying to be a voice for a podcast listener, I think I try to say definite things too frequently. Um, so if at any point during this, you're like, man, you guys are saying shit and then walking it back a lot, um, or vice versa. Um, I think it's just because in general, like this is kind of, the series is weird. It's hard to pin it because like every game, it kind of does something different. So. Yeah. yeah, no, and, and I mean you're right, and I, I don't think, and and I hope it doesn't ever come off as like we're we're walking it back or anything. I think that what what I'm hearing in the conversation is like we're adding these modifiers that are important to picture painting the whole picture. Like this, these games are made by people, and people are full of little gray bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a lot of squishy well, bits too. There's so much I feel that makes the Metal Gear universe exceptionally unique. I mean, all the characters have their own, like, special strengths and weaknesses and little quirky things that even if you're kind of like, oh, man, that wrote, she's really annoying. If you break it down. Yeah, she still has way more character than the entire fucking Call of Duty franchise put together. Damn. Right. I mean, they're just, they're so interesting, the choices that were made and how they'll always, like, twist it and how they still, like, foster empathy. 
yeah throughout everything on the like i feel like on the basic human level like that's why metal gear is so successful at least in you know the games that had a story to them oh no um we're looking at you phantom pain more like phantom story yeah. am i right well and i do want to say too like even on the episode where i kind of ranted and raved about like how most uh fans of metal gear not most that's a definite statement again i'm I'm digging my own grave um how some metal gear fans kind of latch on to aspects of the games that i think kojima is actively trying to make Mm -hmm. us weary of um just like on that episode i do want to reiterate on this episode that like we all love metal gear like, we wouldn't have recorded uh, the fucking Bible's length uh, times five of transcripts uh, if we didn't love Metal Gear. So, like, I think we, we're all coming at this from, like, a constructive, like, hey, let's talk about this family member that I love that every once in a while will say some kind of, like, weird shit. Definitely. So, this is awesome. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I think yeah. we talked about a lot of really cool stuff. Um and I do want to hear from listeners on this stuff. I know that we ask for listener responses on on the mainline episodes, but like this is kind of a topic that um, my hope is that when this episode comes out, um, hopefully we will hear from more female listeners who maybe just don't write in because there is a vocal minority that we hear from a lot and we love those guys we love everybody who writes in um and we do have ladies who write in a lot we have jesse alsop who we actually dropped her name and some of her comments on the last episode uh that we recorded um but we do have female listeners who contribute and i definitely don't want to like uh make that feel less uh contributive to the conversation um, but i do hope that um having this discussion opens the conversation up so that people maybe who are kind of on the fence about writing in feel a little bit more empowered to write in cool yeah cool does anybody have any other sort of final statements before we wrap this episode up um oh sorry about isaac <laughs> i did <laughs> <laughs> I do I do have one one quick thing. Do you guys think I think in a weird way, like yes, while in a weird way the thing that I kind of realized while we've been talking is that Otacon is the most emotionally vulnerable character in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like no, so like yes, the stereotype is like all oh, women are way more open about their emotions. Otacon is far more open by an order of magnitude than every female character in these games. That's because Otacon stays nasty. Yeah, Otacon <laughs> is the most vulnerable, which in, in a cool way, I kind of think Otacon's a great... Talk about role models. Otacon's kind of a great role model because even for me growing up, um, I think Otacon kind of... like Snake is kind of stiff and not very emotional, Otacon kind of like made me feel okay with being like nervous and like scared and like open about shit. Um, and so I think Otacon is like actually a really cool character for some of the soft boys who enjoy Metal Gear. So from one soft I'm boy and to girls. Yeah, and soft girls. Yeah, and all girls. The soft boys and soft girls. I'm a He's soft so boy. He's so crushworthy. Let's just do an episode on Otacon. Yeah. Can we? Because we're going to do one on <laughs> Miller, so I think we need to do one on Otacon. I need a plushie of uh, the Otacon that shows up. Is, yeah, the little sprite mm-hmm. Otacon. <laughs> oh, my God. Love me some Otacon. Let's do, we need to do a I want. Of, I want, like, a, what is it, like, called a moe pillow? Oh, oh no. Like a full body oh. pillow of Otacon? No. That would be weird. <laughs> Sam's I like, that's not weird. a real person. 
Yeah, that would be great. I want like I mean, Chris Randolph is basically him. That's true. True. <sighs> so on that note, God bless Otacon. Uh, we are going to close this episode out, I guess. Let's do it. Um, so before we close everything out, let's uh, do some plugs and admin stuff and all that jazz. Um, real quick, just to kind of plug the show stuff. Um, if you like what you're listening to, um, and if you like any of the other episodes that you listen to, you can support us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Um, is for as little as $2 a month, you get a whole other podcast, which is the Patron Club exclusive podcast where we talk about non-Metal Gear things. Um, it's been uh, kind of a mixture of topics and games. So we'll talk about a single game that maybe we're all playing together, um, or we'll talk about a topic um i think the last topic that we covered as of recording is gamer budgets and that was actually kind of cool just to kind of talk about like uh whether or not it's worth it to drop 60 bucks a month on brand new games constantly or if it's okay to be somebody who just plays old games um and so if you want that um it's two dollars a month but you also get every episode of the mainline show early um there are other perks at other tiers so just check a look um you can follow us at metal gear monday on twitter but on instagram and facebook it's metal gear mondays um and you go to bit.ly slash mgm store is that right sam yes okay um to buy merchandise and all of the proceeds from the merchandise go to sam for making fucking killer artwork (laughs) oh my god yes support your local sam I so you say that I haven't I haven't cashed out any like of the stuff that we've got. It's it's gonna wind up going back into the show. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. Um and it's gonna be great. I still have to replace the mainline image for the show. We've kind of used it as the social icons, um, which is sort of the Demon Days esque forehead mm-hmm. profile picture look of all of us, which is kinda cool. Um I really enjoy the picture and apparently a lot of people do too. Um, so we'll be replacing that at some point, but all of the artwork that gets put together, save for a game designed by Hideo Kojima, Alessio screaming into the void, super sick <laughs> banner picture. Uh, all of the artwork comes from Sam. Uh, I don't know if we want to reveal who the Lale Lule Lo was that made that phenomenal banner image, but that is an other, another contributing artist. No. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah let's plug uh, where can people find people online since you are a, our, our special guest for this episode Alice would you tell people where they can find you on the internet if you want them to find you oh I mean I don't exist anywhere um, oh, shit. she's actually I, the Patriots that's a lie for sure if you want to look at my photography uh, I'm on Instagram uh, it's called titwillow t-i-t-w-i-l-l-o and it's probably the only place you can find me that I'll share. Very nice. All right. I'm sorry. I <clears throat> swallowed some air into the wrong windpipe. The the wind cool. the wind went into the food pipe. Mm. Uh, James, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at James Ragmuth or at jamesragmuth.com. Sam. Check it out. Sam Joel. Sam, Sam Joel. You can find me on Twitter at Sanjul, S-A-N-J-U-U-L. Oh, um, is it San Jewel? You're just smoking jewels all the time? No. I just realized that. No. Yes. Me, me and Alessia both Portuguese. realized that at the same time. It was, it was bananas <laughs> that we had the same thought at the same time. James and I have often said the same things at the same oh time. Oh, my God. Actually, it's very weird. The The best one was when we both looked at each other and we both said the words, like we can read each other's fucking minds <laughs> at the exact same time one time. It was amazing. Christ. Um, no, it's Portuguese. That's a story I'll maybe tell later. Um. 
But, uh, but yeah, you can follow me on there. I don't know if I honestly, my brain went to space for a second, so I don't know if you mentioned it, but we do have an Instagram. Did you bring that I did. up? Oh, yeah. Okay. I did, but Instagram. you should bring it up again because it's great. Okay, Instagram at Metal Gear Mondays. I'm very, pr- I'm very proud of the work I do. I'm extremely proud. Good content. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I share it with so many people that are probably just like, "What is this?" Every time I share it. And and as we're recording this, um, I am actually posting a bonus clip. Ooh. Uh, for the week, so that literally just hang on, hang on. My 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 in real phone's time. using up a lot of my phone's using up a lot of bandwidth right now being on this call and doing this at the same time. Hang on, hang on. Wow, Sam, you just never stop. We're gonna lose by. Sam on the recording because of Instagram. Stand by, hold please. And now it's posted. So check that out. It's a shorter one, but yeah, I try to post. Uh, I try to post them every Monday, but sometimes, you know, yeah. Very nice, Isaac. Where can people find you? Um, I guess doesn't have a twit. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate that response. Was a very telling, telling cough from Alice there in the back. Uh, and you can find me at AC Summerfield on Twitter, um, acsummerfield.com, which I actually just updated today. Um, I took down. So right now I've got audio and video projects up there. If you want to see the things that I'm doing, um, I'm going to be adding some sort of blog functionality. Very soon. I'm just very tired this week. There's a lot going on. Um, but I will be adding a blog. And temporarily, until we can hit the goal for the Metal Gear Mondays website rebuild, um, I am going to be uh, soon. I'm not going to give it a date, but very soon. I'll post about it on Facebook. I'll start doing blog posts on Metal Gear Mondays episodes that have show links to some of the notes of things that we talk about. Because the way that Spotify and Google Play and some of the other places um, format our descriptions, uh, it does not behoove us to put links and shit in there anymore um so i'm going to start doing some blog posts for metal gear mondays so be keeping an eye out for that um but yeah uh it uh it 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 lands on me and the rest of us to thank uh alice for joining us thank you so much um i want to thank obviously the panel of fellows that always hops on here with me every fucking time to be troopers so thank you james isaac and sam (laughs) and uh only only if we're super troopers. Yes, you guys are definitely super troopers, and your starship Sick. troopers, your Damn. super wow. starship troopers turbo edition arcade tournament edition. Oh my god! X two. He's on fire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Alice, do you you know about the sign off? Do you, do you're very creative. Do you have any creative oh. ideas of how we get to the <laughs> sign off here on episode fucking like eighty something and some change? Oh, I don't know how to no. get here anymore. I don't know what to do. We're running out. What's that? I I don't know. What is it? It's just a box. Just a box.